verses 21. Can, can we do something about that, please? And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna read it on the screen because it's going to be easy to read. I mean, uh, in the National Children's Bible. Amen. Children's Bible. In the National Children's Bible. Okay. Here we go. We're reading 21. We're going to read through 22. It says, when a woman, when a woman gives birth to a baby, she has pain. I want you to remember that. She has pain because her time has come. She has pain because her time has come. Okay? But when the baby is born, she forgets the pain. She forgets because she forgets because she is so happy that a child has been born into the world. It is the same with you. Now, you are sad, but I will see you again, and you will be happy, and no one will take away your joy. No one will take away your joy. I'm going to give you this as a title. Is push past your pain. Push past your pain. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you today thanking and praising the Lord God, for you are awesome. You are mighty. You are great. There is no one like you in all the earth. So we give you glory. We give you praise. We give you honor. Father God, now, as I release the word that you've given me for this house, Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus that you move by your power, your spirit, Lord God. Have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way in this place. Have your way in me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, push past your pain. Now, Ladies, I know, I understand, ladies who had a baby and the ones who are about to soon, amen. When you are about to have a baby, you go through something called labor, right? Now, there are three phases. I've been sort of kind of trying to study this thing, you know. <laughs> there are three phases. There's a, there are three phases of labor. You have first phase, which is Which is the labor, woo, that's the hard, pretty much the hard labor, pretty much, because the third phase is just the delivery phase, well, the, the birth is had, the sound birth is came in, you birthing out the other piece of the, y'all can call it what you want, okay? All right, but I want to talk about the second phase today, because I believe that a lot of us are in the second phase of labor. In the second phase, well, in the first phase, the ladies start understanding that they're about to have a baby because they, they, they understand that something called contractions are happening. Now, with contractions at the first phase, they're not as bad as they are in the second phase. Okay? But it's giving you that signal like, okay, it's almost that time. It's almost that time. Right? And that part right there seems like it, it may be a little bit more easy. And this is for normal birth. Now, if, you, if you've had the C-section and all that stuff, I'm not 
I'm talking about when you have to go through the real, the real deal, Holy Spirit. When you got to go through it, Lord, when, 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 is, when is it that natural thing, all right, before they started to put the epidurals and all that stuff, all right? But then you get to the second stage. Now, first of all, contraction, what a contraction. Men, I know you want to know, okay, what a contraction is. Really, for us, it's a muscle cramp. So think about a cramp in your leg, men, but it's in your inside. We call it solid muscle, but it's in your inside. Okay, I'm gonna say it like that. Okay. Now, second stage, they're getting worse. These contractions, not not only are they getting worse, they're coming more frequent. The pain is getting stronger. Right? The pain, the pain is getting stronger. Now, now, why this pain is getting stronger? The baby is now beginning to position to be birthed. Okay, the baby is now going into the little baby canal, getting itself ready, right? Now, everything else is loosening up. Now, this is when the contractions is going on, right? Then, you, the doctor got the audacity, or you got a friend that got the audacity, tell you that when these contractions start again to push meaning that while you're going through the pain you got to do something okay so so we got the baby getting ready you're now having harder contractions and you have either a friend you have either uh, uh, the, the baby's daddy or the husband or you have a mother or you have a sister or you have a brother sitting there trying to hold your hand telling you push baby push 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 tell your neighbor push now you're going through all this pain but it's still pushing time you're going through all this hurt but it's still pushing time you're still going through some, some, some trouble. You feel like it, it, you can't do it, but they say push anyhow. Even when you feel like you want to give up, it's still time to push. Because you're not understanding what you're pushing out. You, you're not understanding what, 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 what that baby or that birthing that you're doing, what, what's, what's going to entail in that right there. So you're, you're having these contractions, and they come in more frequently. And now they're a little bit longer. Okay, now they say it's between 90 seconds, 30 to 90 seconds. And they're, they're just there, boom, coming off every three minutes, every three, four, five minutes. Here it is again. But why you're doing that? Why it's doing that? You're pushing. The only time to tell you to stop pushing is when you don't feel the pain. But when you're feeling the pain, you should be pushing. So I come to tell you today, push past your pain. Push past the hurt. Push past the trouble. Push past the trials. Push past the tribulations. Push past the sickness. Push past the disease. I'm telling you to push today. I'm telling you to push today. Everybody, tell your neighbor, push. push. 
push. Hallelujah. Now, now for men, I, I, let, me, let me break it down from a men perspective. Okay? Now, when I was in Tallahassee last year, I was in Tallahassee. I, of course, most of y'all know I coached football. I coached high school football. But my last year, I coached middle school football. Now, with middle school football, I coached, I pretty much coached every position because I was the head coach of the team. But the position that I coached the best, or I coached mostly, was the offense and defensive line. Who know about the offense, defensive line, and football? Okay, okay, okay. So I got some. Now, with offense and defensive line, to me, it's the most important position on the, on the field. Everybody would think it would be the quarterback. No, it's not the quarterback. Everybody would be thinking about the wide receivers and the running backs. Nope, it's not them. It's that offense or that defense line because they're the one who's doing all the grinding. They're doing all the hard work. All right? They're, 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 they're making the story for the man to get the glory. See, what I realize, a lot of people want the glory. But they don't want that story. <laughs> they don't want that story. They want the want, but they don't want the don't. What you, what you mean by that? I want the car, but I don't want to go to the car lot. I want the house, but I don't want to go find a realtor. I want to be here, but I don't want to come to the body of Christ to get here. So you want the won't, but you don't want the don't. Okay, so, so back, back to the line, back to the line, back to the line, back to the line. Okay, so with the line, what they're doing, because they're trying to obtain for a goal, they are pushing a person. Okay? C come on, Chris. Don't, don't hurt me, man. Don't hurt me. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I want you to push me this way. So his line, is his team's trying to go this way. So he's pushing me this way, all right? All right, now normally he has some force. Right now I'm not trying to give force, you know what I'm saying? But normally he has a defensive line in front of him who's trying to push back. But the strongest man win. The one who has the most technique win. The one who has the, skill in the, the skills to pay the bills win. Thank you, man, I appreciate it. All right, so you got to push, all right? Now, while he's pushing, or if the quarterback's trying to throw a ball, okay, he can't, don't have no time if the offensive lineman is terrible. Okay, so I don't care how good. You can be Tom Brady. If you don't have time, you're not going to look as good. But the offensive line makes it so important for it. It's so important. What are you saying? Meaning that, hey, the enemy going to come and try to push. Right? But you got to push past what he's doing. You got to push past what he's trying to do to you. How he's, how he's pushing, I'm glad you asked. He's trying to bring things to you. Trying to bring sickness. Trying to bring lack. Trying to bring depression and oppression. You're trying to bring enmity between you and your family. He's trying to bring everything. But it's up to you to push. Push past your pain. Push past your pain, amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So I'm using the word push, P-U-S-H, 
right? Did I spell it right? <laughs> as an acronym, okay? I'm using it as an acronym today. Is that okay? Now, now we're going to talk about four P's. But the U is until the I, it, the T is happy. Okay? Whatever we're going to talk about, the four P's, pray until it happens. Praise until it happens. Prophesy until it happens. And what was the other one I said? Let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Let me see. Press. <laughs> Press until it happens. Amen. All right, so we're going to start with pray until it happens. Is that okay? All right, so we're going to go to Luke 18, verse 1. Hallelujah. Tell somebody press. Put, put, push until it happens. Push past your pain. All right, all right. 18 and 1. And we're going to do this in the, the living translation, living Bible. Okay, and this is Jesus. Okay, he says, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to illustrate their need for constant prayer, and to show them that they must keep praying until the answer comes. Did y'all hear what he said at the end? Keep praying until the answer comes. Meaning that you can't stop praying because you're feeling something. You can't stop praying because you don't think something is happening. You got to keep praying until your answer comes. Hallelujah. Number two, uh, verse 2 says, there was a judge, he said, a very godless man who had great contempt for everyone. A widow, a widow of the city came to him frequently and appealed for, for justice against a man who had harmed her. So she's hurt. She's hurt. She's in pain. Because she's in pain, she's going to the judge. Now, this is a judge that really don't care. He's an unjust judge, so he, he, it don't matter to him whether you got hurt or not. All she know is, hey, I'm hurting. I'm going to you anyway. All right? All right? Um, um, okay. The judge ignored her for a while, but eventually she got on his nerves. This is what the man said. He said, I fear neither God nor man, he said to, to himself, but this woman bothers me. <laughs> I am going to see that she gets justice. For she is wearing me out with her constant coming. Yes, then the Lord said, if even an evil judge can be worn down like that, don't you think God will surely, is that a covenant word again? Surely give you justice to his people who plead with him day and night. So what he's saying is, okay, I'm giving you the example of this evil judge who will give in and give out if you keep coming to him constantly. Hey, I need justice. I need justice. I need justice. Said that. Didn't he give up? Yes, he gave up. So don't you think the one who loves you, if you keep praying to him, that he won't do something great for you? Won't he deliver you? Won't he set you free? This is, we're talking about the man who loves you. So we have to keep praying. Keep praying until you see something happen. Hallelujah. Do you remember the story in, in 1 Samuel when Hannah won? Hannah was being rivaled by her, her rival, Panana, because she couldn't have a baby. She was barren. Oh, here we go, that birthing again. Amen. 
All right, so, so Hannah, she, she's going, they're going to the temple every year. They go to the temple, and they'll, they'll give, give their offerings and things of that nature. And, and Hannah, this year, she, she's hurt. She's, she's getting anguished by this rival, Panana, because she's picking at her, talking about, oh, you can't have kids. I got kids. You can't have kids. I got kids. You can't have kids. I got kids. Whatever, you know. But she's getting mad about that. She's hurt about that. And the Bible said that she started crying out, and she just started praying while she was crying. She's praying through her hurt. She's praying through her tears. She don't, it don't matter what's going on right now. She's forgetting about what's going on with everybody else. All she knows is, hey, I know what I want, so I'm going to do what I need to do to get what I want. So she's praying and crying. She's praying and crying. And she's praying so hard. Have you ever been crying so hard that you just stop? You, like, I, now, I remember... <laughs> Oh, no. I remember as a kid when I did something wrong, my, 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 my mama beat me so bad that, you know, you can't, you know, something coming out your mouth, but you can't, like, like, like hey, ain't nothing coming out because you, you, you cry so hard because almost like you can't breathe. You know, and you, you cry so hard, right? But nothing coming out. That's what Hannah was doing. She was crying so hard. That when, when, when Eli seen her, he's, all he seen was her mouth. Even though she was praying, he seen just her mouth moving and no words coming out. Now, she was praying. God heard her prayer. Eli, Eli was the priest. He didn't understand. He thought she was drunk. And Eli said, why, why are you drunk? What, what's going on with you? Why are you in, in the house of the Lord drunk? She said, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not drunk. I'm trying to get something. And because I'm trying to get something, I'm trying to give something. And because I'm trying to give something, I know that he's going to give me what I want because I'm giving him what I need to give him. So it doesn't matter. And, and, and she, didn't, she didn't care who was looking at her. She didn't care. See, that's the problem with some people because they caring about what people think. How they looking at them, what they're saying about them. Look, baby, when I want something and I need to get it, I don't care how you look, how you feel, what you got to say about me, I'm going to do what I have to do to get what I have need to get. Some of us got to get to that point or just pushing past. Your pain might be a person. Ooh, ooh, what? Did you just say that? Yeah. Your pain, yes, your pain might be a person. Meaning that because you praising like this because you see that person looking at you. Instead of praying out your mind. Look, look I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Amen. But, so anyway, the Bible said that she, she was crying and she was crying so hard that, that she, she, she stopped talking and, and she's praying and she got the words and Eli was like why you drunk and he said she said I'm not drunk I'm just praying and I'm praying and, and Eli said this right here she said he, she said he said pretty much hey this time next year you'll have a child because also forgive me she she did pray and she did ask God she vowed to the Lord about hey if you give me a man child because she was specific on what she wanted she was specific hallelujah she said if you got to give me a man child I'm gonna give him back to you oh, oh, there it is just because of those words, that seed was planted right into her. Because the man of God said, okay, this time, this time next year you'll have a child. So the kid went back home. Her husband did what he had to do. 
and the baby was playing. And then the baby came forth because she prayed until something happened. She prayed until something happened. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of us just got to get to the point where we can just forget about anything else and just, just pray. I'm saying like this, this, this time, in this time where it's going on in all this world, praying is very valuable. We have, we have to do more of praying. We, ha we have to get down and pray harder than we've ever prayed before. We have to get to a point of praying past what you think that hour is. We might have to pray past that hour. You know, you, you might be used to 30 minutes. You might have to pray past that 30 minutes. You might be, be used to all that, but you might have to pray past that. To get what you want, get that breakthrough, you might have to do more than what you're doing. Hallelujah. 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 Number two, prophesy until something happens. Prophesy until something happens. Let's go to 1 Kings. Hallelujah. 1 Kings. Y'all okay all right now? All right. Hallelujah. Push, push, push past the pain, baby. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. We're going we're gonna to go to uh, 1 Kings. We're going to start at 17, verse 1. <laughs> Listen to what, okay, so um, let, me, let me give you a little background of this right here. If you start in, in verse, uh, chapter 16, if you go down, you, you'll hear about a king named Ahab. And Ahab, the Bible said Ahab did worse than his fathers did, meaning that he did evil. He was very wicked, all right? And the Bible said that he provoked, the Bible basically said he provoked or he made God more angrier than any of the kings before him. All right? So, so this is the reason why Elijah is prophesying this word right here. Okay? Because I know a lot of people probably like, oh, why, why Elijah did this? But the reason was because it was some evil going on, and God didn't like it. It bothered God. So this had to happen. Right? So 17 and 1, it said, And Elijah, the despite of the inheritance of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall be uh, not be no dew nor rain these years except at my word. So he sat there and prophesied a man, the Bible talk, I think it was in Hebrews, talk about a man like us came and prophesied no rain for three years, a three and a half years. Because if you go to chapter 18, he prophesied back the rain to come back. Meaning that you got the authority to do the same thing. Matter of fact, listen, listen, listen. The Spirit of the Lord had to come upon Elisha. We've been born of the Spirit, right? Meaning that the Spirit of the Lord is already in us, right? So everything Elisha done, we can do. Even greater because he's in us. But we have to get to a point of realizing that. Because when you speak, you speak a word, things have to happen. You can, you can prophesy somebody to be healed. That's what you do when you're speaking healing on somebody. You prophesy. Ask the centurion. Do you remember? Come on, Matthew 8. Jesus going to go walking. He's just chilling, walking around. And then a centurion came to him because he came back to Capernaum. 
right? In chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8, he came back to Capernaum from, from healing people. <laughs> so he's walking in Capernaum, and a centurion came to him. And he said, hey, my servant is sick. Can't, will you come and heal him? He said, no, I'll come and come. He said, no, 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 no. He said, no. He said, no, you ain't got to come. He said, you don't have to come. Some of y'all trying to go somewhere and you don't have to go. All you have to do is speak. He said, he said, just speak a word. Prophesy to my man being healed. Prophesy to him. Speak to it. Hallelujah. Speak that healing. Hallelujah. Some of y'all need to speak healing. Hallelujah. Speak deliverance. Hallelujah. Speak it. But you got to push past that pain. When you're not feeling good, you got to push past it and start speaking to that pain. When, you, when your body's aching with pain, you need to prophesy, my body is healed and whole. And not speaking the wrong thing. Oh, I'm aching, I'm aching. No, my body is healed and whole. My body is set free of this sickness. My body is set free of this pain. My body is set free. So he said, man, just speak it. And my, my man will be, whole, be healed. Matter of fact, the satyrian was prophesying. Listen to what he said. He said, just speak a word and my man will be healed. This is a satyrian who didn't know God. Isn't it kind of funny when you look in the word that you see a lot of people who wasn't believers, but they the one who really believed? Isn't it kind of funny when you see that? You think about I, 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 was, I was talking to somebody, and I was thinking about Joseph. Everybody know about Joseph, right? Joseph was the dreamer, or the one who also interpret dreams. And when he talked to his brothers, the brothers who were supposed to be close to him, the ones who, who should be believing in him, they didn't believe nothing he was saying. But you, he can go to Pharaoh, the king, who don't know nothing about all God, but because... Because Joseph decided to interpret his dream, he believed in what Joseph said. Joseph could have been saying anything else. He could have been saying none but lies. He could have been just lying. But no, that Pharaoh believed him. He believed him. When you look at, just look in the word, look at the word, word by word by word, you'll see the ones who should be believing those are the ones who are not believing. And the ones who are not even in the household faith, those are the ones who's getting healed and delivered. And it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that. Hallelujah. 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 Mm, good gracious. Hallelujah. Press until something happens. Mm, press until something happens. We can go to Luke, verse 8, chapter, I mean, chapter 8, I apologize, chapter 8, verse 43 through 46, and we're going to do this in the International Children's Bible. Very familiar scripture, we pretty much know. It says, while Jesus was on his way to Jerry's house. The people were crowding around him. And I'm going to come back to that crowding around him. 
I got a question to ask. <laughs> a woman was there who had been bleeding for 12 years. She had spent all her money on doctors, but no doctor was able to heal her. The woman came up behind Jesus, and some say pressed behind Jesus, and the press behind Jesus, and touched the edge or the hem of his coat, or we can say garment. And at that, at that moment, her bleeding stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? All the people said they had not touched Jesus, Peter said. Master, the people are all around you and are pushing you. <laughs> Let's come back to that part. And Jesus said, someone did touch me, and I felt power go out of me. Now, I have a question. Now, we know that this young lady got healed. We understand that. But the Bible said that he had a crowd around him, and many people was pushing him. I hope y'all catch this. Please catch this. Now, because I always try to, try to figure out why we can be in the same place, but a lot of us don't get it. He said that, my question first, do y'all think that all those people who was crowding him and pushing on him, do y'all think all those people was healed? Do y'all think all those, was, all those people was delivered? Do y'all think all those people was rich? No. I, I, and I'm going to agree with you guys. I just don't believe all those people was healed. All those people was delivered. All those people were set free. I, I just don't believe it. But it was only one person. One. Who was pushing on him. Who got healed. A lot of people was pushing on him. But only one person. Why is that? Because she was pushing. She was pressing. She was trying to get what she needed. While everybody else was speculating, being expectors, I mean inspectors, she was being an expector. What do you mean by that? You have so many inspectors, meaning that they're trying to just see what you're going to do next. Instead of expecting that their healing is here today. You're looking to see who's going to get healed instead of expecting that it could be you. Everybody's breakthrough is here. Everybody's breakout is here. Everybody's. Everybody's healing is here. Come on, come on. How many times did you see in the word that Jesus healed them all? Jesus healed them all. Jesus healed them all. Jesus healed them all. But it was the ones who was pressing, pushing past their pain. We got to get to a point. And I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about me too. Listen, when this word comes forth, it's, it's for me first. Because I try to figure out why in the world I'm not as far as I need to be. Me, 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 me. 
Yes, me. I'm trying to figure out why I'm not as, as I'm, I'm not out of debt yet. I'm trying to figure out why I'm not here. I'm, I mean, I, I'm not laying hands on that person in that, that, uh, that, that wheelchair, and they not standing up. I'm, I'm trying to figure out why I can't just lay hands on, on that blind and their eyes open. I'm trying to figure these things out myself. It got to be something in me. I'm not doing something right. Right? Because it's not him. He's given us authority. He's given us all authority. If you are born of the spirit, you have authority to lay hands on the sick. And what happened? Okay, that's it. So, so it has to be me. So she's the only one out of all those people. Yo, listen. Hey, this is the time. For all of us to press in. It's, this is the time. Uh, uh, our man of God, a couple of years ago, 2016, he had a, a, a message or a series called Pressing In. If I was y'all, I would go back and listen to that Pressing In. Because at that point in time, we was going through a fast. Even, we're fasting now. Amen. All right. But we was going through a 21-day fast at that point in time. If I am mistaken, it was 21 days. Right. And all it was was we were pressing in. We are pressing in. Whether it's praying, it's, it's everything. We're we trying to get back to where we should be at. Above only and never beneath. That's who God created you to be. Above only and never beneath. So whatever going on in the world, you should be above it. So this lady, she pressed. Her, she, they said she had an issue of a blood issue. And I don't know if you understand what that means. I mean that if you don't have a lot of blood come out of you, you know you get weak. Right? She didn't supposed to be in that spot that she was in anyway because she had some kind of disease. But she didn't care because what she know is where her healing was was right there. So guess what? I'm going. I'm going to get to there. So I'm telling you now, you need to try to get to there. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter if you have to walk, crawl, Whatever, slide. I don't know how she got there. Because the Bible said that she touched the hill. Touched the hill. So she must have been on the floor. Whether she on her knees, hallelujah. She must have to be on her knees. See, what happened when you're on your knees? That's a, 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 a way of, you know what? I'm surrendering, Lord. I, I, I've went everywhere else. I see that it doesn't work. I went to the doctors. I went to that physician. I went to that physician. You know what? That's not working. So you know what, God? I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. So I don't care if I have to crawl, walk. I'm going to touch that hymn because I understand that when I touch it, I can be able to walk again. I'm, listen, we got to get to a point of that, man, because look, the world is going crazy. It, it, they're going crazy. And I, I, and I understand that we, even though we're, this natural man is of this world, we're not we, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. We've been trying to learn how to become spiritual for the last few weeks. And we got to get to a point of becoming spiritual so we can be above the world. Jesus said that you'll have trials. He said that. He said, but hey, be of good courage. Be of good cheer. I came above that. I'm, I'm, you, you know, the Bible says you're more than conquerors. He created you. When he created you, he, he created you to conquer over all this right here. That's why it should be easy for you to 
push past your pain. Because he created you to push past it anyway. So it, it didn't matter what it took. Do you remember the story? Oh, this blessed my soul. Do you remember the story of the four men who had the, the, the paralyzed friend? And, and Jesus is in a meeting at someone's house. And they brought their friend, and they was trying to get into the door. But unfortunately, it was too many people at the door. And obviously, they wasn't believing because I didn't hear about nobody else being healed at this store. Let, let me go back to that one. So we have a lot of people, but you have these four friends who were sitting up, probably talking to their friend. Hey, hey, bro, uh, bro, we, we ain't going to be able to get in here. We ain't going to be able to get in there. But that paralyzed man said, I don't care what you got to do. I don't care what you got to do. Listen, listen, I'm hurt. I'm in a lot of pain. I can't walk. Matter of fact, I'm not hurt. I can't feel nothing because I'm paralyzed. The only thing I might be able to hit, feel is if you, if you hit me in the head because I'm paralyzed everywhere else. So I don't care what you got to do. So you, these young men say, you know what? This is our brother. This is what he want to do. So we're going to figure out how we're going to do this. So they realize, hey, in order for us to get where we're going, we got to go up. We got to go higher than we've ever been before to get what we need, to get what we want. We got to go higher. So, so instead of them being at the bottom complaining because they can't get to them, they decide we're rising. And we're going to rise again. We're going to rise a little bit more. Okay, we're at the top now. Oh, but we still ain't at Jesus. And we got to get to his feet. So in order for us to do that, we're going to have to tell somebody house down. We're going to have to tear the roof off. Unfortunately, it may not be my house, but unfortunately, I got to get what's mine. This may not be my house, but what's mine is in the house. So I'm tearing this house up, D. D, we're tearing the roof off. So we tear, they tear the roof off. And now, listen, I don't know if they had rope. I don't know how they got him down. They might have dropped him. He, probably, he didn't care if they dropped him anyway. Because he was there with the man of God. That if something happened to me anyway, when he touched me, I'm going to be made whole anyway. I might be down now. I might be feeling like I'm out now. But when he touched me, I'm going to stand up and walk out of there. So I don't care how you got to get me there. Just get me there. Just get me there. Just get me there. And I'm telling you today, in order for you to get there, you got to push, baby. You got to push past everything. You got to push past your pain. You got to push past your sickness. You got to push past your disease. You got to push past your trouble. You got to push past your trouble, sex. You got to push past. 
not a puss. Come on, tell your neighbor, puss. It's too many of us in here sitting, looking down like we sad or something. God told me to tell you today, you put past it today. You got to push, baby. I, I think about when I, when, I was, when I did play, and we used to run something called gases at the end of practice. And, and what gases was, you're running 100 yards back and forth. And you're running, and you're running, and you're running. And you get to a point, you might have to do five of them when you go back, forth, back, forth, and you're doing 100 yards. And there are some times when it seems like you get tired, but your brother beside you saying, come on, man, you got it. You got it. You got the Holy Spirit with you saying, baby, don't worry, but don't stop. You got it. You got it. So you running, and you running, and now all of a sudden, there's something called a second wind that you start feeling like, oh, my God. I feel, I feel a little bit better than I did when I first started. Hallelujah. I'm telling you now, if you push past, hallelujah, like the, like the story said at the beginning, like the story said at the beginning, you're very happy after you finish. So you're running. And now sometimes you had to, I had to do 10 of them. 10. Oh, and I don't want to talk about when you had to do bear crawls. I don't, if you play football, if you play football, you know what a bear crawl is. That's a, when you have to crawl with your, just your hands and your feet and, you, and you're walking and you're going 100 yards. You can't touch, your knees can't touch the ground. You can't touch the ground. It's just hands and knees, and you're walking, and you're like you're crawling, you're crawling, and you have to do 100 yards. Then, then if the coach didn't like what you did, you got to do it again. And then if you don't like it again, you do it again, and you have to keep going. Do you get tired? Yeah, got tired. But you know what I realized? This is making me feel. This is gonna make me feel better at the end, baby. You know what? Hey, even though even though it's it's hurting me right now, at the end I'm gonna be a lot stronger than I was before. See what what I used to say? I it used to be an old wrestler back in the day. It's called Ric Flair. <laughs> hey, hey, and he used to say and he used to say a word like this. He used to say, "To beat a man, you got to beat the man." So I took that. And I used to tell my kids, I said, to be the best, you got to work harder than the best. Meaning that, hey, when you think that they're doing five gases, you might have to do ten gases. Because what you realize is, even though it's hurt now, at the end, when you're in that game, and they are out of, out of shape, and you still can go again, it's going to pay off. It's going to pay off. It's going to pay off. You want to... Listen, listen, I, you do, I, everybody who, who's, who's watched sports and they watch college, I'm a college, college fan, a football fan, and the, the best conference in the league is SEC. I can truly say it's the SEC. That's the Alabama and the Georgias and things like that. And you realize, okay, they always getting the better players. They get the best players. But it's not just the best players. It's the coaches that have them work harder than anybody else works. So they are pushing past what they thought they can do. So, so they push past what they did in high school. Because they end up better, they're in a greater level. And if you're good enough and you make it to the pros, you push past what you did in college. Because you're on another level. If you want to go to another level in Christ, if you want to be born by the Spirit and be used like God wants you to be used, you got to go to another level.
You can't use the same level that got, got you healed from this headache if you want to open blind eyes. That ain't the same. You can't use the same one. You got to get into that. You got to get into that word. You got to push past everything else, and your faith have to grow. Right? Do you remember when, when, when um, that, that man told, I mean, the man came to Jesus, and he said that my son, <laughs> hallelujah, thank you, spirit. He said that my son is vexed with a devil, and I told your apostles, but your apostles couldn't get, get it out. And, 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 Jesus, and Jesus said, bring him to me. And he got him out. And the disciples said, hey, why, why couldn't we do this? And he said, this kind of faith, it has nothing to do with that devil. It was the faith, meaning that, hey, y'all ain't, ain't grown up enough. Y'all ain't got into this, this word more than you need to. This kind of faith, this, this growth takes prayer and fasting. Right? That's what he said, right? Meaning that you got to get more of this right here, get back in tune to this right here a lot more than what you was so you can get that out right there. Pushing past. Pushing past. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, we almost done, y'all. We almost done. Hallelujah. All right, all right. Even Jesus, as you can see, oh, he blessed my soul with this. Understand what Jesus pressed how he pressed to make sure we was able to get to who we are today. Jesus got beat up, and that wasn't enough. He got his beard plucked out, and that wasn't enough. Then he got beat with a whip. And now think about this whip taking flesh. Now, I've seen when people bled enough to die, right? But Jesus didn't die. And think about, the Bible said that his flesh, I mean, you can barely know what, who he was or what he was. You couldn't recognize him because his flesh was, all his flesh was torn out. Flesh gone everywhere. So he's bleeding everywhere. All blood, blood, blood. We plead the blood. We plead the blood. The reason why you plead the blood because because his flesh, his flesh, torn, torn. It's getting torn out. It's getting torn out. But he's still pressing. Because he still couldn't die unless he said, it's time to die. But, 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 but instead of that, they decided to put a cross on him. He's bleeding, blood everywhere, but he still got a cross. And he's walking with that cross, meaning that he's pressing. He's pressing. I got to do these for my kids. I got to do these for my brothers and sisters. I got to do it for, for the ones who love me. I got to do it for the ones who, I know I have to do it. Because guess what? The ones who love me, they're going to sin. They're going to do all the, the dirt. So he's doing all this thinking about us. So he's pressing. Somebody, a natural man would have already died. A natural man, oh, when the flesh is getting torn, you y'all have you ever heard of those stories that somebody died because they bled, they bled to death? Because they bled to death. But Jesus, skin, flesh, everything getting pulled away from him. Sin bone. See him to the white meat, how they say. They whooping him to the white meat. He's bleeding up, putting a cross on him. 
and he still has to walk. Walk. And he's walking to a hill. Do you know about walking over hills? Trying to walk over hills with something on your back? Why are you bleeding? Why are you hurting? But I'm still got to do this for my, 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 my brothers and my sisters. But he kept pressing. And then when he get to the point of knowing that everything is done, he said, it is finished. But he, he didn't die until it was finished. He kept pressing until it was finished. He kept pressing until the birth came. Push past your pain, baby. If Jesus can do that, the little, little situation you're going through right now, I don't care what it seemed like. I don't care how you feel. If Jesus can do what he did, baby, you can press through this pain. Hallelujah. Praise until something happened. Praise <laughs> until something happened. Hey, hey, I'm going to challenge you today. I'm going to challenge you today. I, I, I am. I had to leave this one because anybody know I'm a praiser. I, I, I love to praise. I love to praise his name. I love to praise him. Woo! Hallelujah. Do you remember the story of David? 1 Samuel 30. I, I want to use this story. And I, we would have read it, but I, I'm, I, I like, I like I'm, I'm a narrative. I, I like, you know, demonstrating things, you know. I, I, you can read it. I'm, I'm just telling you in my version, okay? So you, we're in 1 Kings 30, and David and his men just coming back from, from um, battle, and they came back home to a place called Ziglag. And when they got there, what, what they realize is their city's been burnt down, their children and their family's been gone, it has been taken, right? It got to a point where they just wept and wept and wept, and they cried. And the people, the one he's raising up to become captains, the ones who's, you know, if you look back in, in uh, 1 Samuel 23, the ones the Bible said was in debt, was the, in distress, all of them who came to him and made him captain. All of them want to turn their back on him and want to talk about killing him, feeling like it was his fault. The Bible said that Jesus, I mean, uh, David, forgive me, David, the Bible said that he strengthened himself in the Lord. How did he strengthen himself in the Lord? You may ask. I'm glad you asked. Psalms 34 said it like this. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Huh, how do you put Okay, so, so let, me back, let me back up and back up, back up, back up. So when he was speaking this right here, I will bless the Lord at all times, he was running away from Saul, who had a greater army than the ones who he was raising up. 
okay? So he's saying this while he's looking crazy, going to his, uh, 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 running away from, from the king in a, in a mountain or in a cave, okay? Matter of fact, if you keep reading on this right here, he was telling his men, I will bless the Lord at all times for his praise to continually be in my mouth. Because if you go down, he said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. So he was telling the ones who was in distress, the ones who was in debt, hey, magnify the Lord with me. Whether you're going through what you're going through, let's praise the Lord. Okay, so, so, so not only that, David understood who he was. So he was able to strengthen himself, right? He understood his testimony. He understood what God had already brought him out. He understood how he, he, he faced the, the, the lion. He faced the bear. He faced Goliath. He's been dotting and, and ducking King, King Saul and his men. So he understood all that, and he's still here. But he also understood that he was a praiser. That's what he was created to do. Do you remember in the story where uh, 1, Samuel, 2nd, 1 Samuel 6, when, when he, he, t he goes in, 2 Samuel 6, please forgive me. He goes and they bring the ark back to the temple and every six spaces he'll start dancing. And the Bible said that he danced with all his might. And his wife is looking at him, looking at him like he was crazy, looking like he was stupid and everything like that. And so when he gets in the house to bless her, she says, look at this king who showing everybody himself, blase, blase. And she, he looked at her and said, listen, I was praising my God. I wasn't thinking about what the people was looking at. I wasn't thinking about them. Because I understand what God has brought me from, and I understand what God has taken me to. So hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. So, so even though you didn't like how I was praising, and the Bible said he praised with all his might. He said, you know what? I'm going to praise him even harder now. That's because you done said something. I don't know how I'm going to praise him. No, wait, 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 wait. The Bible said he praised with all his might the first time. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He prays with all his might the first time. But then he said, when he got in the house with his wife, I'm going to praise him even more indignant, meaning that I'm going to praise the past when I praised him before. I'm going to praise the past my pain. Hallelujah. Because I don't care what people looking like. I don't care what, what it seemed like in my life. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. Because all my life he's been faithful. All my life he's been so good. Even when it don't feel like it. Even when it don't seem like it. He's been good. He's been better to me than I've been to myself. So I got to praise him. I, I, was, I, was telling, I was telling people about my testimony and everything, and I was telling them how the song, I Will Bless the Lord, and everybody know 
when we had live music, I used to sing, I'll bless the Lord for about 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Hey, listen, my, hey, hey, my, my wife like, dog, y'all turn the music off, turn it off, turn it off. But when I was going through my situation and circumstances myself, when, when, when I was at that, that transition where I thought that I was losing my mind, that song, I Will Bless the Lord, came on, and I played that song over and over and over because what I understood was it didn't matter what I was going through. I'm going to bless him because he's the only one who can change my situation. So I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. We've all been through something that we could truly say God has brought us out. See, what, what I understand is this right here. When you give God a true praise, that means you don't got yourself out of you. Right? We understand that the Bible said that he dwells in the praises of his people. Now, my question is, is he coming down here? Is he coming down here? He can't come down here unless he had a body, right? So we know he's not coming down here. But what happens is you get out of yourself and you get into the spirit. And we understand we go into those heavenly places. When you start thinking, when you start giving him a true praise, your praise, whoo, we call your praise is a weapon. Hallelujah. But what I'm saying is when you giving him a true praise, you don't think about nobody else. All you do is concentrate on him. All you do is just say, God, I'm going to honor you. I'm going to glorify you. I don't care what kind of pain I have in my body. Because when I praise him, that pain leaves. Hallelujah. Because remember, when you are in his presence, everything else got to change. When you are in his presence, don't the Bible say that where the spirit of the Lord is? There is liberty, mean that you're free. You're free from sickness. You're free from disease. You're free from hurt. You're free from lack. You're free from distress. You're free, baby. You're free. But you have to push or praise past what you're going through. And I'm looking at a lot of people today, even when we was doing praise and worship, and I, I just feel like, that some of us just got quite a few things going on in our life, and you allowing that to overweigh your praise. You allowing those things to overweigh what what can bring you out. You have to get to a point where you push past. Do you remember in the Bible, Second Chronicles, I'm, I'm going to have to, might as well go to it. We're we, we in 2022 right now. Second Chronicles 20, verse 20, when three armies came against the, the, the people, of it, uh, of people of God, and, and, and um, Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat, he had got a message, and the Bible said that he had the people start praising. They start praising. 
they start praising. The Bible said that they start saying, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. So verse 22, 2022, I think, we, I think we've heard this before, right? 2022, oh, and I'm, I'm going to get them myself because we we better we, we we let, let some praise go, go in this place today. Hallelujah. 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 It says, now then, after they don't praise, now when they begin to sing and to praise, some of y'all are at that point where it's that one praise that's going to break you out. It's that one praise that's going to bring you through. It's that one praise. It says, then they begin to sing, when they begin to sing, and to praise, the Lord sent against the people. All their enemies start getting destroyed when they begin to praise. Meaning that when they forget about everybody else and not look at everybody else and said, you know what, God, I'm going to lift my hands and I'm going to give you glory. I'm going to give you all I have because, God, it's going to be you who's going to bring me out of this. I've tried it myself. It didn't work when I did it. Hallelujah. But, God, I know that you are a God that will take care of me. You have taken care of me before. And, God, so I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you praise. Hallelujah. 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 When that started happening, things started happening. When you start giving God the glory and forgetting about everybody else, things will start happening. Things will start moving. Things will start shaking. That's when your breakthrough comes. That's when your breakout comes. That's when it comes. Hallelujah. 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 Come on now, hallelujah. Some of y'all got to get to a point, forget about everybody else. Some of y'all got to get to a point and just say, hey, hey, for God I live, for God I'm going to praise. I'm not caring about nobody else at this moment. I know what I need. He got it what I need. He got what I want. I desire him, so I'm going to praise him. You one praise away. You one praise away. You're one praise away. You're one praise away. You're one praise away. One praise. One praise. Push, baby. Push. 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 Hallelujah. Push past that pain. In the book of Acts, in the book of Acts, chapter 16, you had Paul and Silas who had just gotten beaten, got walked, 
and got thrown in the jail. And the Bible said, after the whooping, after the beating, at midnight, Paul and Silas, they started praying and they started praising. They started praying and they're praising. Praying and praising. What that let me know? They was pushing past their pain. They was in jail. They've been beaten. They've been hurt. But they was pushing because they understood who they was pushing to. They didn't care how it felt. They didn't care what it, what it meant. They didn't care who was looking at them. Because I guarantee there was some jealous looking at them like they was crazy. Man, didn't them people just get beat? Didn't they just get whooped? Didn't they just get thrown in jail? Why are they praising? Why are they praying? Why are they praising? Why are they praying? Why? But Paul and Silas knew something they didn't know. Paul and Silas knew who they was praying to. They know who they was praising. They already knew. They understood what was going on. And the, and the Bible said that the foundation started shaking. Start shaking. Say they praised and prayed until the foundation started shaking. I'm telling y'all, somebody is one praise away from foundations been shaking. Walls falling down. Somebody is one praise away. Hallelujah. One praise away. And because of the prayer and the praise, the church of Philippi got started. The church in Philippi got started because of a prayer and a praise. Hallelujah. 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 So we got to push past. Push past your feelings, man. A lot of us are in our feelings. And if we are born of the Spirit, we'll know that that's a natural thing. And we should not be feeling in our feelings. We ain't got time no more. It's too much stuff. We, we, it's too much land to be conquered. It's too many people to be sa need to be saved. It's too many people need to be de uh, delivered. So we got to push past our feelings. Hallelujah. 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 Before we leave, and I'm, I'm about done. I'm, a matter of fact, I am done. I'm going to read this. God gave me this. And, and we, we're going to stand up. We're going to praise for a minute. And we're going to go home. All right? It said, he, he, he said this to me. He said, this is not the time to draw back. But this is the time to push past your circumstances, push past your situations, push past your trials, push past your tribulations. It's time for us to push past our pain. We must remember that greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. This means that whatever the world is bringing your way, if you are born of the spirit, you are greater than whatever the world is bringing. Many people have turned because of fear, doubt, and unbelief. 
but God's word has not changed. He will perform those things that concerns you. So don't quit. Don't give up, but push through it. You will birth that thing that's inside of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, stand on your feet. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless your name, God. Hallelujah. 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 What I want you to do, I want you, first of all, don't, don't do it because I'm asking. Now, if you don't need nothing, you can sit down. If you got it all and you know your breakthrough is already here, go ahead and sit down. But if you know that you're in need, if you know that you need some foundation shaking, you can either pray or you're going to either praise. The Bible said that Paul and Silas, they either prayed, one on prayed, and one praised. And, and like I said when we first started about that pushing, they had some, uh, normally somebody have somebody holding their hand. They have somebody that are coaching them or, or helping them out. Saying, hey, don't give up right now. Push, push, push. I'm telling you today, the push. I want you to push. I want you to push. And it's just push. Hallelujah. Ready, go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God.
Jesus, God. We'll push past our hurt. We will praise you more, God. We will pray more, Lord God. We will speak more, Lord God. We will press more to you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. We will come up, Lord. We will come up, Lord. We will come up, Lord. We will come up. come up God we will come up God so we give you glory we give you honor and we give you praise in the name of Jesus hallelujah 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 it would be wrong for me if I didn't ask this if there's someone in here who do not know Jesus, if there's someone in here, if you know that if this was your, your day, that you know that you will not make it to heaven. If, if, if that's you today, and you know that you need to be saved, Go ahead, lift your hand for me. Y'all pray, pray, pray. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. Okay, okay. So that means everybody know where they're going after they leave here. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, give God one more praise. Hallelujah. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Woo. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Once again, <clears throat> once again, um, we thank you, uh, all our guests. Thank you, thank you very much for coming. 
Um, I, I know you was probably here looking 